Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Joining me today in studio here in New York, glad to welcome back to the table Ainsley Carbone, Retirement Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Ainsley, thank you for dropping by today. Great to be with you here in person and thank you for spending some time with our listeners. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So Ainsley, you're joining us today to talk about the most recent Modern Retirement Monthly from the Chief Investment Office. The focus for this month is a guide for selecting work benefits. So let's dive into that a bit. Employers generally offer their employees a series of work benefits. Now that can range from insurance to retirement to equity awards. So a lot here to consider before we dive into how to navigate the selection process. Can you begin by first explaining to us how these benefits contribute to one's long-term financial goals? Yeah, thank you, Dan. So we certainly, when we work for an employer, we certainly get a whole lot of benefits. Some of them are added to our checking account on a weekly, biweekly, whatever basis. And those are nice because it's easy for us to quantify those by the amount of dollars that our balance goes up. Mm-hmm. However, there are other benefits that you mentioned, the retirement and equity awards. Those are benefits that, yes, they do add a value to our balance sheet, but it's not something that we necessarily are able to access right away. So those are certainly two that definitely contribute to our long-term financial success. That's Mm -hmm. the retirement accounts and equity awards. And then you may have other benefits like insurance, in particular, the disability and life insurance. Those are two benefits that certainly the disability certainly can help your financial goals in the short term. But long-term disability and life insurance will definitely help protect your family's financial goals in the long term. So not only do we see benefits contributing to short-term goals and long-term goals, but we also see them adding to our balance sheet and also protecting our balance sheet. So participation is key. And when it comes to benefit selection, I'm sure it varies depending on where you are in your life, your career. Now, as mentioned, you do want to participate, though I'll admit when selecting benefits, especially earlier on in my career, it is, of course, tempting to maybe select the lower cost options because you do want to maximize the dollars you do receive in your paycheck. However, as you indicated within the publication, why should one considered not opting for those lower cost options. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Even though I write this report every year, I still find myself trying to find the lowest cost option. But there are definitely two instances that I want to talk about where it makes sense to not necessarily go with the lowest cost option. And that the first one would be with health insurance. So when you are looking at healthcare coverage, there's a low deductible plan and a high deductible plan. With a high deductible, there are lower premiums, which means we have more money in our paycheck every pay period. But when it comes time to pay for your insurance or, excuse me, pay for costs and and care, what happens is you are responsible for a larger portion of the bill up until a higher point, which is that higher deductible. And then that's when your insurance kicks in. But with a low deductible plan, you see higher premiums, but you don't need to use as much of that medical care until your insurance starts sharing the cost with you. So it can be a little bit confusing, but just keep in mind the fact that even though you may have a lowest premium plan, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the lowest cost overall, because if you have a high medical bill, in some instances, one plan could still be more expensive than the other. 
So that's the first case. And then the other case would be with disability and life insurance. I mean, that's something that a lot of people look at and think, oh, I don't really need that. But if we look at the statistics, we do see that about one in four people who are age 20 this year are going to experience some sort of disability between now and when they retire at 67. And so there's certainly a risk of obviously death and disability at some point in your career. And although disability and life insurance premiums through work can be low or no cost, it's certainly important to keep in mind that just because there may be a cost associated with it, it doesn't mean that you don't want that option. So just something to consider. Some of these benefits, you might want to have it and not need it rather than need it and not have it. Exactly. Thinking about the selection process, of course, it can be overwhelming. Within the guide, I I did notice, Ainsley, you put together a very helpful checklist to help one go about determining the right benefits for their needs, the needs for their family. So can you speak a bit to that and overall how to approach what could be a very daunting task? Yeah. So like you mentioned, we did put together a four-point checklist that kind of walks through all the steps. We cover a few steps when it comes to choosing your health insurance. We cover how to protect your human capital or really how to understand how much or whether you need the disability and life insurance coverage Mm -hmm. through work. We talk about saving for retirement and then also making the most of your equity awards through work. So if you're looking to go through that checklist, we do have a a web page and you can find it at UBS.com forward slash benefits insights. But really, it's just we walk through each option and we we just try to help you understand what those benefits can do for you, because that's the most important thing. Before you go to pick those benefits, you have to understand what sure. it is that they are and how they can they can benefit you. And then we talk about going through the process of understanding what it can actually mean for your particular financial situation. So I'd say as a starting point, like I said, you want to make sure you understand the benefits. Then you need to figure out what it takes or, excuse me, how it contributes to your overall financial plan. And then that's when it comes to making the decision and electing and selecting those benefits. But absolutely, I think it's most important to make sure you're you're either speaking with your your human resources department who can help provide a little bit more education about your specific employer's benefits and also making sure that you're working with your financial advisor can they because they can really just make sure that they are helping you understand the impact of these benefits in both the near term and also the long term. Right. So having the checklist, of course, a great roadmap to have in front of you, though, the guidance from a professional, especially your financial advisor, goes a long way. Absolutely. Before we close out, anything you would like to reinforce? And of course, do encourage our listeners to read further into the guide, again, a guide for selecting work benefits. But anything in the way of final thoughts or takeaways you would like to leave for our clients, our listeners today? Yes, definitely. So the information in this report and in the checklist, it can certainly be helpful for you at any point when you're selecting your work benefits. Let's say if you if you have a a life event where you're eligible to select new benefits or if you've switched jobs and are eligible to to have a new employer's benefits. But the most important thing to keep in mind right now is that open enrollment season is on the horizon. And so open enrollment season is just the period when you're able to review, change, select your benefits for the year ahead. But the window is very short. It's about a couple, a few weeks. So it can be a little bit daunting to go through all of your benefits, but you need to make sure you're taking the time to understand them and then select them. Because if you miss out on that window, then you can go without some of these benefits for an entire year. I will say not all of them are only able to 
to be enrolled in during that open enrollment window. For instance, sometimes equity awards or retirement plans do allow you to change them or enroll in them outside of the open enrollment window. But the few in particular that you need to keep in mind, it's health insurance, disability, and life insurance. Those are the three that most likely are only able to be changed or added during the open enrollment window. So please make sure you're taking the time to review it before it happens because a lot of times people wait to the last minute and then just like to make decisions very quickly when it might not be the best option. (laughs) Exactly. Never too early to prepare. This was a very helpful conversation, again, to help folks review their options, understand the selection process. What was that website again? UBS.com forward slash benefits insights. Thank you, Ainsley. And again, I do want to point our listeners, our clients to the publication which Ainsley has been making reference to today, uh, that being the latest Modern Retirement Monthly. Again, this is a monthly publication, though the title focus for this month, A Guide for Selecting Work Benefits. For UBS clients, please do engage with your UBS financial advisor. If you have any follow-up questions or if you would like to receive a copy of the publication directly, can also be located up on UBS.com slash CIO. Though again, today we have been speaking with Ainsley Carbone, retirement strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Ainsley, thank you again for dropping by. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.